Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 140 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premier video game podcast. Tonight, there's more news than expected once again as Brent has come through, the newsmaster. Uh, Sony's Japan Studios departures. Famitsu interviews give us high hopes for 2021. PS5 face plates are on the way. We have your January PlayStation Plus titles. Galgun, which I've heard is a pervy game, returns for Xbox. DualSense adaptive triggers have been breaking on PlayStation 5 controllers. Gasp. And we have your annual No Fodcast 2020 Games of the Year edition, which will apparently vary between three games that we all enjoyed and 15-plus games that one of us enjoyed. I'm Richard Bergman, joined tonight by Brant McKee. Just realized I left off a word in one of those news stories. Uh, did departures? Did the departures help? Uh, no, it's uh, the Galgun Returns for Xbox is canceled. Oh God, that doesn't help. <laughs> it's still a perfect game, though. I added that bit yes, to it. Yes, it is. It uh, is. That's Brant McKee. Also here is Cesar Concepcion on the second CMC two. That'd be me, yo. I appreciate the audio uh, acknowledgement for our actual podcast listeners, those that are not joining us live. Uh, even though you should be, every Wednesday night, 8-ish, we get started. You should be joining us live for this uh, video presentation that's both thrilling and um, awe-inspiring. Any other adjectives you want to throw in there? Is that they both research vividly something? Nope. <laughs> I was okay with... <laughs> that's uh, flat as hell. <laughs> I was okay with your adjectives, so yeah, have well, any... let's go with it. That was fine. Anything Breath- breathtaking. breathtaking, breathtaking. I literally just woke up 15 minutes prior, so and he's drinking cafe. Mm-hmm. Hey, we had Christmas since the last episode. Everybody have a good uh, uh, a gaming Christmas. Did you get anything of note? Uh, yeah, Christmas was was pretty good. I know uh, Cesar will appreciate these. Days gone. Uh, no, no days gone. But it's uh, oh. Konosuba. Oh yeah, you got is it light novels or the manga? It's, uh, the manga. Oh, it's a uh, Mega Means side Mega story, Means right? Side story. Yep. Mm. That was part of part of my present. Very nice. Down the hole. But I've yeah, Christmas was was very very good. My kid cleaned up. He got all sorts of games for his Switch. Hell yeah. The uh, the two DS new two DS XLs in our household were a big hit. Um, they're way better at Mario Kart than I thought they were going to be. I'm watching them play 50 CC and win the races. I'm like, oh, without using items, <laughs> they don't know how to use the left trigger. But uh, but they're getting there. And I told you guys last week about the Lego Mario set. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started building that. That is really really cool. There's an app that that you download with it that'll actually. We all built Legos as kids. It'll show you how to build the pieces in 3D. Like you can pivot the 3D model on the screen on the iPad, and it walks you step by step how to do stuff. And uh, it's really more involved than I thought it was going to be as far as building courses and things like that. The little Mario has like a a camera or something on the bottom of him, and he can sense whether he's on grass. Like you have green bro- green blocks, he can sense if he's on grass. The fires, the red blocks, and waters the blue ones, and you build the courses accordingly to that. So you set him down on the the warp pipe, and it starts like the course you've made. And he's got a little 60-second countdown timer. At the very end, you've got the flag that has another little beacon thing that his feet will read. But all along the way, you hop along Goombas and jump on the the little pivot things that go across fire and that kind of stuff. Like, it's it's a course, however you want to create Mm -hmm. it. So then the crazy collector in me starts pricing out the the different (laughs) add-ons and things like that that you can get. I'm like... 
because they're having so much fun building them. They love yeah. like going through each step and I just I didn't think it was going to take off the way it did and they're they're really really digging it. It is it is super cool. It's got that Nintendo polish, you know. I I don't yeah. know that I was expecting that. I should, you know, they've never given me any reason not to expect that Nintendo flair to it, but this this has it through and through, man. So we're looking at some of those other sets and going to add those on. I got a Star Wars bridge crew from front of the show Russell who Ooh. raved about it on this very show for months and months and months. So now I, I probably have to try that on PlayStation VR. You just got to hook it up. It's hooked up. Ah. I'm actually thinking about moving my PS4 Pro over to another side to have like a dedicated VR. And that'll be, be like a, a good VR scenario. Uh, any other gaming stuff? That's always a good thing. Yeah, we dropped off there for a minute, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep, back on the Wi-Fi connection. A little jank here and there. Lisa, want anything major? No, we lost everything. Damn it. <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> so sorry, I thought you were frozen. You were just sitting really still. Yep, I'm just blending in with the environment that I've been getting. He can blend in. He speaks a thousand languages. Mm-hmm. He'll be lost. Call me the Brody in the area. <laughs> Marcus Brody. <laughs> Uh, let's get to this news. Sony Japan loses. This comes from Video Games Chronicle. Mm-hmm. Sony Japan loses more talent as Bloodborne and Demon Souls producer announces exit. Um, this is somebody who's worked on Team Silent and Gravity Rush, which I guess is Team Silent still. Teruyuki Toriyama has announced he's set to leave Sony Interactive Entertainment Japan Studio at the end of 2020. He also worked on Astrobot Rescue Mission and Soul Sacrifice. Uh, does it say where he's going? I believe he's got his own project. A lot of these people are either leaving their own or leaving to have their own company mm-hmm. uh, or they're they're joining uh, just other smaller, small companies and things like that. But yeah. it seems like Sony Japan is, is losing a lot of people. And that's, you know, again, it goes back to the speculation of whether... Sony is kind of trying to lean more heavily into um, the Western audience, but I don't know. I mean, people sometimes people just want to change. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know if it's if it's necessarily that you know people freaking out saying you know Sony's abandoning Japan or they're focusing more on uh, on us or whatever. I just. Sometimes people just want to change. It's it's sad to see him go because especially I mean Ast- Astrobot um, Rescue Mission it was a great game, and to have a lot of these people that um, we talked about uh, Gravity Rush uh, and Silent Hill director yep. Keiichi Toyama mm-hmm. also announced this month to form a new studio which is making a horror action adventure game. So that could be good. It's funny with uh with the Japanese like salarymen, you either see them at the same company for like fifty years, or they toil away and then they do like nonstop contract work. Like Uematsu mm-hmm. is one that it comes to mind. There's a bunch of those Square composers that they like they just churned out soundtrack after soundtrack after soundtrack, and then they still work on them. They're just contract work now. They're not actual Square employees. Um, who else? Toyama formed Boya Game Studios with Junya Okura, lead designer in the Gravity Rush series, and Kazunobu Sato, lead designer of 2013's PS3 exclusive Puppeteer, which I loved. That's an amazing game. 
and they were they note that they were at Sony for two decades. Mm-hmm. All right, best of luck to them. Anything else we want to add to that? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most of those. I mean, you have what the guy was uh, who just did the last Monster Hunter just left uh, Capcom. So that did it say where he's lot. going? Uh, he did his own studio. They're all going to do their own thing. Yeah. Most of it to do. The most people seem to leave for creative freedom. Yeah. I mean, because remember the the guy who did Final Fantasy. Uh, 15. He didn't want to do another Final Fantasy, but that's what they kept pushing to do again. So, so a lot of a lot of those big people leave so they can just kind of do their own thing. People want to break, like uh, Brent was saying, or they're not allowed to make what they want to make, and the yeah. fan fan base is clamoring for something and like, no, nah, nobody wants Silent Hill. Was like, yeah, a lot of people want Silent Hill. Let's go make it somewhere else. It seems like uh. Name escapes me. He went on to make uh, Evil Within. It's like he wanted to do. He wanted to top Resident Evil Four. Is that Hideki Kiyama, or am I thinking of somebody else? That's somebody else. Mm. Name escapes me. Hideki, I think. Uh, he might have been the Devil May Cry guy. I was about to say, it's like the yeah. Platinum Games dude, mm-hmm. right? Uh, next up, before we fumble over any other Japanese names, Famitsu interviews Japanese creators on 2021 <laughs> ambitions. Uh, this comes from Gamatsu. I'm not sure about the story, Brand. If you want to handle this one, <laughs> uh, basically, it's it's a bunch of interviews with a bunch of different um, developers, publishers from all these different companies. Uh, they're outlining their uh, their buzzwords for the next year. Yeah, pretty much. So it's like I, we we promise to make this game or. We don't have this game coming out. Look forward to my next project be next year. It's all usually it's always vague. Please be excited. Yeah, <laughs> this, this may or may not happen. But on, I, may, I mean, I may, I may not have an update on Tolkien Ring, but we'll have another game coming out that year. But I mean, it, the the biggest thing here is, I mean, Tolkien Ring. <laughs> Tolkien Ring. You like my uh, play on words there, Elden yeah. Ring there. That's probably the episode. Tolkien Ring. <laughs> Tolkien yeah. Ring. Uh, You're welcome with uh, my Lord of the Rings reference there, mixed with uh. I need from software bullshit. Yeah, I was about to say it's a from software joint, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So we're we're finally at the end of 2020. We're hoping 2021 will be a lot better. You know, this whole year has impacted the game industry, uh, as well as everybody else. And so we're we're everybody's got pretty high hopes for for 2021. Uh, there's been some big announcements already for things coming in 2021. So this is uh, a bunch of different publishers talking about uh, all sorts of different plans or, like you guys said, buzzwords, be excited, things. Um, but, I mean, we have some uh, some big things from, like, uh, let's see, from, like, Atlas. Uh, they talk about uh, Shimagami Shimagami Tensei Five. They're working hard to develop, uh, make it a better product. Yeah, his um, keyword was think outside the box. The next one is to... silence. <laughs> yeah, keyword silence. Silence. <laughs> <laughs> was that like head down, work on? Yeah, pretty much. Important phase of development. Um, Actually, trying... out, out of all these ones, my favorite one is from Platinum Games from Hideki Kimaya, which we were just <laughs> yeah. talking about. Hideki, which, he, which, he, which he's like, he copy-pasted. Yeah, he just copy pasted from 2020 comment, which was Bayonetta 3. Exact same thing he did from last <laughs> <Yeah>. year. <laughs> and he, then he goes, also Project GG, Title 10 of has been finally started moving, so please look forward to it. That one in the 
Yu Suzuki, where he's like a key words for 2021 shooting slash RPG. And what he wants to do is reflect <laughs> on head-to-head battles and sequel. A sequel to what? I don't know. I'm assuming Space Harrier. That sounds like Space Harrier to me. <laughs> but, I mean, they're just funny. A lot of these, I mean, they're, they're just looking to, you know, rebuild or investing in the future. And it's, you know, a lot of these, um, like you guys said, a lot of these these buzzwords and and they're they're looking to do a lot of grand things. I was looking for the one because there was something about uh, one of these companies having and hinting towards the um, what was it? The anniversary of one of their uh, titles. Mm. I was I can't remember it. I'm trying to look. What big anniversary? Oh, 25th anniversary. Here we go. Kazuhisa Wada from Alice Persona 25th anniversary. There we go. Yeah. Is that the one you were looking at? Uh, so yeah, the the anniversary of Atlas with Persona. I mean, they they saw a huge, huge success with putting Persona 4 Golden on Steam. And yep. Persona one through uh three and a bunch of the other like little side spinoffs ha- have been locked to PlayStation Stuck. forever. So, I mean, if they do some kind of big Persona collection or just bring those games to Steam or elsewhere, yeah. um, I think that would be be pretty big for them. Uh, what you or, meant, since you strung out that word, what you meant was PlayStation Forever, not PlayStation, PlayStation. 4. PlayStation Forever, there we go. What's even worse is they've been locked. So you're talking two like generations back zone. at this yeah. point. Yeah. I mean, I'm, look, I'm looking at two. I'm looking at uh, Persona and Persona 2 right now on PSP. So they're expensive. And can you download the? Can you still get those? Well, they're making it harder to get the digital ones. And mm-hmm. then you got to have a PSP or a Vita or a PS. Now you got to have a PS3 to load it, anyways. Uh, another anniversary that was mentioned, Brian. I don't know if this is the one you were looking at. Was my article reset? Fatal Frame. Yes, Fatal Frame. Is the there we go. Anniversary of the Fatal Frame series. So I'd like to celebrate it in some way, if possible. It'd be awesome to get a Fatal Frame collection on something, right? Yeah. The, the last time they uh, were talking about any new Fatal Frame coming out, they were like, "As Nintendo," and that was the last thing they said. I know. It sucks. <laughs> so <laughs> the worst uh, thing than being stuck on a PlayStation platform is being stuck on some old ass Wii or <laughs> some old <laughs> Nintendo hardware. Yeah, and whatever. They never deal. come back. Whatever deal they got with Nintendo on the future Fatal Frame games is locked up on. So, yep. And aside from that, I mean, you have uh, like Square talking about you know their Bravely Default two and their ambitions for that, as well as um, more uh, story content in the future of a uh, Final Fantasy seven uh, remake. More content for that, uh, near and things like that. So uh, there's just there's this humongous Darth. Of, of games and other things we've got hopefully coming in the new year to make make next year a, a great year yeah. I mean and this and this is just a a pretty decent handful of Japanese developers I mean we have we're not even talking about everybody here in the west and this like it did we have ratchet and clank coming we've got God of war we've got um, hopefully We'll see more on a few games like Perfect Dark. We've, we're getting Halo next year, and we hope. so yes, 
<laughs> so I think next year will hopefully be a big year for, for games and hopefully all this, the pandemic thing just kind of, we, we get, get everything under control and we can get back to playing and, and socializing like we're, like we're used to. Yeah. Stop all the downloading. <laughs> Go back to physical. Uh, what would be you guys? They all wrote, they all put down a buzzword or a buzz phrase for 2021. What do you, what is, what would be yours for next year? Sleep. 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 Yep. I'm going to go with survive. <laughs> I just want to survive. Uh, I, I guess I'll stay true to form. Uh, days gone. Days gone. There we go. <laughs> Cesar, how was yours not watch more anime? <laughs> I don't know if I can possibly watch any more anime. <laughs> it's not possible. You're already it's, living the mantra. I've, yeah, I've, I've already like turned out real stuff. I've just watched basketball and anime. I'm like the worst version of a reality show. But are you uh, watching the anime about basketball? Is there one? Yeah, uh, there's several. There's, there's several. Yeah, there's, one of them. There's, yeah, there's a lot of them that are shown in jump base. Mm. So one that's a uh, Dengeki Bonku base as well. It's like shown to jump like sports teams. Yeah, their big one is uh, the volleyball one that's showing right now on TV. Uh, next up in news, this comes from WCCF Tech, uh, Francisco De Mayo. Uh, we talked a couple weeks about PlayStation. Not, not to get confused with Cinco de Mayo, right? Hi-yo. <laughs> <laughs> or the games, games day Cinco. Weren't we gonna play on play it on a bunch of Cinco games, Cesar? Every every uh, fifth of the month. Pinata. <laughs> every fifth of the month, we'll we'll stream a five. Final Fantasy five next month. Let's go. Viva Pinata five. Is that what Brant mentioned? <laughs> Is there a fifth Viva Pinata, or did we stop at four? I don't know. Uh, Was there four? Play... I thought it was like three of them. There's two for 360. There's one There's... for DS at least. Is that it? For DS, I can't remember. Two for DS, maybe? Maybe. They might have snuck in the second one. We're due for another uh, Viva Pinata. I think, especially with the popularity of Animal Crossing, I think people play the shit out yeah. of Viva Pinata. All right. Uh, PlayStation 5 custom faceplates announced by D Brand. Mass production to begin soon. We talked a couple weeks ago about PlayStation 5 and then whatever they rebranded themselves as, which was not as close, but they still got a, a cease and desist. Uh, in a new post on Reddit, the company confirmed that mass production of the custom faceplates will begin soon. It will become possible to order them only when stock will be available at the company's Toronto headquarters. Uh, as of now, they're focusing on the PlayStation 5 matte black faceplate, but additional colors may come down the line. That looks pretty good, man. It does. That would make a matching-looking system. Would you guys consider getting one of these? Uh, I've signed up for alerts because I'm somewhat interested. That looks damn good. Look at that. You can uh, their website has like a 3D spinning console. Yeah. It makes the uh, since we're used to seeing the how the PlayStation Five looks now, it almost looks like a like the all chocolate Oreo or something. <laughs> it looks sharp though. It's snazzy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does look nice. Are, how much are they going to be? Did they say? No. Dollars. Uh, no check t- this out. no talk on pricing. Uh, they don't seem to have any Sony branding on them whatsoever. Uh-oh. Um, and I think they even basically uh, demanded Sony to try and sue them after <laughs> after coming out uh, and and saying that they've been working on this for a while and they've got them in production and they'll be announcing 
when they're going to go up for sale soon. So, yeah, I like this bit in their press release. I thought we were going to not talk about uh, that one particular game with all the bugs. Uh, we'll be entering mass production on PS5 faceplates by year's end. However, we won't be accepting orders until we have our stock at Toronto HQ ready to ship. If CD Projekt Red has taught us anything, it's that selling products before they're finished is a bad idea. Hi, <laughs> oh, there you there's your cyberpunk update for the week. Yep. We had to get one in there somehow, right? Yep. All right, that sounds good. Look forward to plates. I'll see if it uh, burns up anybody's systems first. This could be round two of the after cooler or whatever they call it, intercooler from the 360 days that would catch, supposed to cool down your 360s and it was catching people's <laughs> systems on fire. <laughs> Uh, your PlayStation 5, your PlayStation 5, your PlayStation Plus games for January have been announced, and this is a damn good month. We talked about Xbox last month. This is another great month for a PlayStation. They uh, up the ante get... What's that now? So they up the ante. Yeah, yeah. big time. Forget you to get, drop uh, the ball. Your PlayStation 5 exclusive is Maneater, uh, a game I specifically bought to play on PlayStation 5, so it's interesting. Now we get it for free. Wonderful. I'll take the no CDP. That... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the permanent license. Uh, we get Shadow of the Tomb Raider. That does not look like Definitive Edition, from what I can tell. No. So that'll that'll leave the door open for them to sell you a little bit of DLC. So sorry, you really enjoyed that one, if I remember right. Uh, Murder Simulator, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's like uh, as as much as it oh. broke her in that first game. She like doesn't give a shit in this one now, right? I I mean, there's a point in there where she was straight killed up people. I was like, damn, I don't remember Laura Croppy in this. <laughs> I mean, she came out of the water and straight murdered people, man. It was like... <laughs> like Predator. Yeah, basically. It's, it's, it was like fucking Rambo. Like, she went full yeah. on. I was like, damn, what the hell am I watching? It was not in the spirit of uh, Laura Croft, where it's kind of like ho-hum-ish. Changed the tone of this character a little bit. Yeah. And then and then something plot twist, something happens, and then, you know, the reason why she did it, she did it for no reason. So I was like, she just straight murdered somebody for no reason, so... Blood on her hands. And she was cool with it. I was like, we're going to go full on charted on it. Let's go. <laughs> As he jokes and quips along his way of murdering thousands of people over the course of the four or five games. Uh, and your last game is Greedfall. Uh, another one Cesar was excited about was Spider Studios or something like that. Mm-hmm. All games will be available until Monday, February 1st. Uh, Greedfall is a stunning, this comes from the PlayStation blog, stunning action RPG, explore Uncharted. New lands as you set foot on a remote island, seeping with magic filled with riches, lost secrets, and fantastic creatures. You'll have complete freedom to shape your ability, spells, and skills and decide whether to complete objectives with combat, diplomacy, deception, or stealth. That is a pretty big get. I think it's on Game Pass currently, too, if I remember right. I think Shadow of the Tomb Raider is as well. So it's kind of their service, you know, it's just cycling through. It'll probably be on uh, the Humble Bundle choice here pretty soon, too. They all cycle together. Uh, I'll definitely be giving Maneater a shot. Is there any... No, it's a single-player game. So what's their get for this? What do they get out of that? Just exposure? And the uh, fact that it's already pretty cheap now? Try to separate themselves from the Hall & Oates song. Yeah, Hall & Oates is... <laughs> or from the Appaloosa-developed uh, Jaws Unleashed for Xbox and PS2? That as well. I've watched some gameplay of that. I, I did get it to try it out, so I'm, I'm intrigued to get the, the CD key version, as SSR refers to it as. Oh, the no CD key? No CD key. Those those were my uh my PC days where I had to like I'm tired of p- putting CDs in there and download no CD keys. I remember those days. I own the game. I just didn't want to fucking yeah. play the disc. So somebody comes after you, you're like, look, I got a hard copy. It is what it is. 
Uh, here's uh, Brant's typo. I'm going to let Brant take his gal gun story. <laughs> gal gun, gun galicious. Gal guns coming to Xbox. Or not. Yeah, so we, we had actually reported on this, um, gosh, uh, several, several weeks, weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and this comes from Gamatsu uh, via Sal Romano reporting on this. Um, so what's what's crazy about this is um, they they put out this statement, NT Creates, um, the can- cancellation of the Xbox One release of Galgun Returns. Uh, today we would like to announce that we will no longer be releasing Galgun Returns on uh, Xbox Family of Consoles as a remaster of the original Galgun. We wanted to strive to ensure uh, that we stayed true to the spirit of the first entry. Um, Whatever they might be. Yeah. <laughs> While development of the Xbox version was complete... Uh, and the master ROM under review, it became apparent after uh, productive discussion with Microsoft, we would be unable to ensure consistency uh, of experience across all platforms. <laughs> so this sounds like a fallout from you know what. So basically, <laughs> it sounds like they were going to censor. Uh, which is why this game probably isn't coming to uh, Sony's console as well. Um, which, when we reported on this originally, we had talked about that, that, you know, Microsoft's just like, ah, oh, that's what ESRB's for, we'll let them handle it, but... Perfect games. It, it seems like maybe they sat down with Microsoft, and Microsoft was like, eh, we don't like this or this, can you... No, do that. Microsoft finally played it and figure out what it was. So. <laughs> yeah, that's what probably. exactly what it was. I mean, at, that, th- at this point, Microsoft's like, "Yeah, put your games on our console." And somebody actually sat down and played. It's like, hey, we can't. Wait, 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 wait. No, yeah, no yeah, you got to yeah. see this one. You yeah. actually got to see this one. So yes, Anybody after order the the birthday suit edition. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. I see but that. Yes, yeah, so after the productive talks, they. They decided that it wasn't they couldn't stay true to form with their game and and decided even after all the work after it was 100 percent complete that they're pulling it but they wanted to say that is it is still coming to um uh pc and uh switch the wall so the wall west switch who would have thought nintendo got all the naughty games and final fantasy 7 they said it would never happen and uh, Night Trap. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say I was just about to say Night Trap. <laughs> I still, uh, I still, I still remember that. Uh, was it uh, Giant Bombs where uh, Jeff Grossman was talking about where he, he would uh, he went into that uh, was it at a hotel room on accident? Somebody's just in there on the in their underwear playing Switch. He's making fun. <laughs> like, yeah, they're probably playing Gal Gun. Got to check yeah. out my girls. Send <laughs> their boxers in the bed. <laughs> they assigned him the wrong hotel room. <laughs> He's just walking on somebody playing yeah. Switch. <laughs> boxers, he's making a joke like, yeah, they're probably on there playing Gal Gun or something like that. I gotta check out my girls. <laughs> Don't it's mind fine. me. You do you, sir. It's fine. Just like, yeah, there's nothing the wrong with those games on there. He's just like, I'm just imagining that's what was happening. <laughs> if that's your thing, he's like, go for it. But <laughs> In a hotel with no, with, no, with no clothes on. Just your underwear. All right. Uh, last story bit. Uh, PS5 users complain of broken DualSense adaptive triggers, but how widespread is the problem? If you want a PS5, this comes from HotHardware.com. Never never linked a story from them, Brant, so this is a good one. 
He <laughs> broke this on Christmas <laughs> Eve. <laughs> Somebody got uh, mad enough where they're like, fuck the shoes. <laughs> so yeah, the, the real story doesn't pick up until after that little uh, clip from that video. Yeah, I'm scrolling through everything. Yeah, all right, so it's now slightly looser for somebody? Yeah, so, so what it is is, is there's several people reporting uh, of trigger malfunctions or breaking completely. Um, this was... The only reason I, I picked this this one is because I looked over several stories and this none of the major outlets even even covered this and this was the best best coverage I could find. But were your uh, major it, outlet covering the the dual sense <laughs> breakage the widespread? And I think it's just because it comes from different things like Reset Era and um, Reddit and all these different little things. So. Hotbeds of the internet, of video game internet. Yeah. So one one user uh, reported that he was playing Miles Morales. Um, he was swinging around as Miles, and then R2, uh, he felt a snap, and it immediately, the trigger became looser. Um, it was as if uh, whatever was causing the trigger to resist broke, is basically what he said. Um, like he was fighting against that, whatever pressure was given in it, and it snapped on yeah, that. Just, yeah, just just completely stopped. And then somebody else, uh, it was a, a Redditor, um, about a, one week into playing Demon Souls, noticed his R2 trigger abruptly uh, started activating under the slightest touch, or even uh, when he just kind of moved the controller around, uh, inspecting the outside of the controller, R2 trigger... Um, is significantly looser than L2. And the slightest jiggle, it would just kind of rattle in place. Um, and it goes through, you know, there's a few of these, I guess, around the internet, people talking. They're kind of attributing it to, um, I don't know if any of you have also kind of taken apart a dual shock. And there's that weird little kind of like Y, well not Y, like V-shaped spring in there at the trigger to give it last, some kind of resistance. Last one I took apart with a DualShock 3. Gotcha. Uh, same here. And it did not go well. Uh, that's a real pain <laughs> in the ass to put back together. I had one in there and changed the battery and it was not an easy thing. I'll be honest, uh, when GameStop shipped me a defective PS3 that I had purchased, I sent them the defective controller along with it and kept the good one, so... There's my backstory on fixing my yeah. DualShock 3 controller. But the there's a uh, kind of like a, a V-shaped uh, little spring. It's, it's one tiny little thin piece of metal that comes down, wraps around a couple times, and then comes back up. And it sits in a little groove to cause a little bit of tension. But They, ha- they have those in the PS3 controllers as well. I don't, yeah. I just don't think it's as wound up as it is. Yeah. They've got those um, in the PS5 as well, as long as well as that same kind of like uh, mechanism that's got some of the. Um, it looked like they were like little plastic gears and things in there. If you've ever if you've seen the teardown of a DualSense, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of people had speculated when they got their hands on the DualSense that with a lot of these pieces just being made out of this tiny little plastic. Is there a big possibility for these for a higher rate of failure in these um, adaptive triggers? And right. I mean, you you would think um, 
Sony's quality control. Uh, they've got they probably rigged up some machine with a dual sense sitting right there and like a little mechanism to just continuously press the trigger just like until it breaks. Yeah. You see that little booth in IKEA and the things just sitting on it over and over. We sat on this chair 500,000 times. Cuz they've I mean you would think that they would do that to test uh potential rate of failure. And just like anything we've talked about before, this it's relatively new hardware. There were Xboxes and PS5s and all these other things that were had malfunctions or just didn't work properly. Yeah, I'm sure it's the same with these controllers. They they mass produced millions and millions and millions. You're probably gonna have a, a couple bad ones. It's How like, long's the warranty on them? Do y'all remember? Is it one year? I don't know. I Systems actually one year. do not remember. Yeah. It's usually about a year. I'm not worried about it because of that reason that you're saying, Brant. I haven't noticed any difference in it. That it seems to be a, a really sturdy, well-built controller. Yeah, I definitely haven't had a problem. And I mean, it it sucks, but yeah, that's that's what the warranty's for. And just while we're on this, have you guys ever had like major controller failures across your gaming careers? Like, have you just burned them up where you had to replace them and such? Uh, honestly, the only console that I've had some problems with the controllers have been, uh, PS4. Um, I've got a controller sitting over here next to me that for some reason worked fine, worked fine, worked fine. And then all of a sudden the, uh, D pad just doesn't want to work anymore. And how many hours would you say you have on it? It's probably the controller I've had since the console's release. And I mean, I've, I don't play it like super heavy, but I do, I, I do play on it a lot. So that PS3 controller that I mentioned, the circle button started to stick. So that's why I took it apart. And that was probably something like, I don't think that was an actual failure in there. It was, you know, I had a drink or something that spilled on the edge of it or some coffee or Cheeto dust or, you know, something got down in there and, and gummed it up. It wasn't any sort of like hardware failure. I have Dreamcast controllers from, you know, early 2000s. I have 64. I have our original two gray and atomic purple 64 sticks. We never played um, Mario Party with them, so they're not they're not damaged. We can still we can still use them for anything. So mm-hmm. I just I've never really encountered that. I know it happens. I know there's flukes because it's an electronic device with a board mm-hmm. in it, and it, you know failures can happen. But it's I've never encountered anything like that before. No, not. Not unless I'm on that controller frequently, so. Yeah. Unless I'm playing a uh, fucking fight night. <laughs> <laughs> I do stick, have a... Uh, stick breaker. I do have one Xbox One controller, now that we're saying that, that it will start creeping after a while. When you're playing with it, it'll just start moving you forward for some reason, like it's got a drift to it. And I've never had the Joy-Con drift either, so. I mean, that's a, that's a widely known phenomenon, but... Something to keep our eyes on, you know, and see if it, it beca- this becomes a widespread thing, but it, it sure doesn't seem like it. No. And I saw some people trying to claim, oh, this is going to be the next Joy-Con, Joy-Con drift, drift incident. It's going to be the PS5 uh, adaptive triggers breaking left. I don't I don't think I don't think it's going to be that widespread. Yeah. Nope. All right. That's all the news. We're ready to get our to our games of the year extravaganza. Let's do it. Make this pretty brief because I don't. How much do we have on games play? Do we have a lot to catch up on? 
Nines is a mm. fairly short. Do we want to do that my, first? Most of my games played might be on my games of the year list, so. <laughs> <laughs> so not too much of a summary. I, I cross I cross the streams a little bit. Uh, I haven't progressed on one of them. That's on my games of the year list. I haven't played anything but Halo. So, Brant, do you have a game, <laughs> a games played update for us? I do. I okay. actually have a, right. have a few. Knock that out, and then we'll do our uh, we'll do our game of the year discussion. All right. So, um, I started playing Shantae and Seven Sirens. Uh, I absolutely. Yes, I absolutely love the Shantae games. This, but not this so, one because it wasn't on your game of the year list. <laughs> this one so far is <laughs> so freaking amazing. But not uh, quite game of the year material. <laughs> oh, it's that's. I'm conflicted. I'm probably gonna put it on there. Uh, no, just because you, guys, you gotta wait. <laughs> just because. 2021. Well, I mean, just because I I just started it this week. I mean, yeah. and I'm not very far into it. I don't think I could technically really put it on the on the game of the year unless i've played it to its fullest and you know beaten it at you know at least beaten the game gotten to the end um but i'm enjoying it uh this has got uh fully animated like cutscenes, and i swear to god it's like shantae the the anime or like shantae the saturday morning cartoon kind of thing in these cutscenes, and they they're so vibrant and they just they're done so well i mean we know, um, we know the studio did it there's a reason why so yeah but uh yeah we know him personally don't we studio trigger i don't know about that yeah yeah they're they're friends of the show friends oh. of the show and yeah, we're, we're gonna lump them in <laughs> hashtag um, ad yeah but uh they add a couple new um, little things besides the the normal, you know, dance to transform. There's a few new little power ups so far, uh, and as the game suggests, there are seven sirens. So those are Sports. what you have to like hunt hunt down, and who are your biggest foes? At least what I'm doing. So I've gotten through two, so I've got a good bit to go. Um. That was another, that was one thing I was worried about because you know I mostly most games I play they have to have uh, the actual characters or villains in the title name so I, I know what's going on. <laughs> That's the first I'm looking for. Like where are these sirens and there better be seven of them. Otherwise, yeah, how, <laughs> count the how are you gonna know? <laughs> Pause and count. Um, other than that, uh, continued uh, Miles Morales. Um, I think I'm gonna platinum that. Wow. I'm, I'm actually pretty. I'm pretty close. I'm missing four or five trophies. I think maybe, maybe less. The ones you looked at are, are easily obtainable. Yeah, uh, I just have to. There's there's one where it's like the hundred the hundred hit combo. I just have to find the right area to do that in. I hate those ones. Damn. And. It's it's probably gonna be because <laughs> you get hit once you get yeah. hits and you get hit once and you're like fuck this game nope it's like jumping even, rope on Final Fantasy Nine nope I, I don't like the counter ones I don't even need to break my right trigger I don't even break my R two triggers at that point <laughs> I'm fucking controller yeah it would be broken if you if you didn't slam a controller against the wall because so far I haven't had another like hard freeze or lock up or anything uh just enjoying that game or like me with the headless Spider Man that sent Richard. <laughs> 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 Scarf's just floating around. Uh, and then 
let's see the the only other game I've I've played this this past week uh, is Sackboy still and uh, yeah hopefully by one more playthrough we'll we'll get it done but it's starting to hit its threshold of uh, of difficulty it's it's actually starting to get pretty pretty difficult and playing with multiple people is both a blessing and a curse I mean because I'm playing my, my son who's 12 and then Katie who's okay at games mm-hmm. but you know it could be nice to have other people and kind of divide and conquer and then other times it's like they're just constantly dying and taking down our life count <laughs> it's like oh gosh guys, games please. when you're just when you're just running around the, the opening areas when nothing count when nothing's really difficult but then then when you have to cooperate then they're screaming and yelling uh and some stuff i kind of neglected and just forgot about last week um when you complete a level, what's actually pretty cool is it, you know, kind of gives everybody their rank, shows how how much things everybody's collected and how well sounds, everybody's sounds done. Like Super Mario 3D World. And it gives uh, reference. It gives you a first, second, and third. I I would assume a fourth if you've got you know another player, and the the fir- the top player gets a little trophy depending on how well you did. <laughs> so because you can you can rank bronze gold bronze silver gold in the level depending on you know how many points you got. So the person that got first gets to run around with the trophy, and the other players you can actually get hit by the other players, and they can steal your trophy and stuff like that. But also, when it does give you that trophy, it you know goes yay, and it's like this little celebration, and then it counts down three, two, one, and it takes a snapshot uh, of what, what what's going on at that moment. Okay, and and puts like a little Polaroid next to um, the mission. Once you go out, and you can see that it's completed, and you can see that little Polaroid. So I've got several ones where. You know, my character's just sitting there crying, and I got, you know, Alan, <laughs> my son's character's, like, all up in the camera and <laughs> stuff like that. So it gets zany. And the other, the one other thing is the music in this game. Um, because they use um, full, they, they use their own soundtrack as well as fr- fully licensed music. Um, so, like, for instance, one of the last one of the last ones we did um we got into the level and you might it might be an instrumental but if it's a full-on licensed song uh like this level was um david bowie um let's dance oh and yeah so when it's the one with Mick jagger (laughs) but when you go into those levels and play and the music's going and the 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 level is kind of all around that song and so other things are going in the background you see these giant like characters and stuff reacting to the song or they're like singing to it or doing different things and it just it it just brings everything to life and it's damn now i won't sack boy oh it's so fun it's so fun yeah david bowie i'm expecting a david bowie simulator so but there's there's other songs too, and like I said, there's there's some like that Omicron are instrumental. Omicron. Cron. The only game we never get a remaster of. But uh, yeah, those are my three games played. So 
I guess we can go on to games of the year. Yeah, I mean, to add on that, I think the only ones I played. Oh, we could have done a, done a games of the decade, damn it. Games of the decade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only one I, I played was uh, outside of my games of the year. Is, uh, I did get into that um, virtual one rabbit hole. So I played the mas- that. Did you do? Uh, I played the masterpiece collection on PS4, which has um, I think the first three games: the Sega Saturn one and uh, the two, the first two on Sega Saturn, and then the Dreamcast one. Virtual one. Yeah. Uh, I do enjoy it. When I fired the first one, they they do have fucking uh, Sega Saturns on their backs, and as they go through. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! I forgot all about that. Uh, yeah, you've been so, playing a lot of stuff with uh, Sega stuff in the background. I, I I feel like a big Sega announcement is on its way. I no, it's just a lot of that shit's been on sale in the the PlayStation Store in Japan. So I just been buying uh, Japanese PSN cards and just download them because like that's virtual one we never got here, and it was digital only. And then I had um certain Magical Index virtual one. I bought that and played a little bit of that, and somehow ended up with every virtual one game that came out with the last five years somehow. So. <laughs> As you do, at least in America, I'm like, what the fuck? But uh, as you do, so has that yeah. series taken off and like stayed stayed relevant over there? We haven't gotten one since Saturn, right? Uh, 360, I think, with that Ontario or whatever that arcade port. Really? It, got... Yeah, it was like an arc, uh, 360 arcade port. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, like a classic, uh, 360 classic thing. Yeah, but I think it was the remake of the Dreamcast one, which was like on the Ontario one. Okay. Um. Uh, yeah, we haven't got one in the longest time because they, I missed out on the double sticks controllers that came out for the PS4 because I think they had a Kickstarter for it in Japan, and they're, oh. fucking, they're fucking expensive now to get now. I was like, I missed Ooh. out on that. They're like five, six hundred dollars now. <laughs> I think when they <laughs> no. first came out, it was like one fifty or something like that if you signed up on the Kickstarter. Oh shit! Come on, sir. You have all the games. You need the proper. Uh, you need the proper equipment to play them with. Yeah, I mean, outside of that, I mean, yeah, I don't know how I got, I got fucking fell on that landmine, but I did. Between that and I'm playing a lot of 2D fighters, so. But I'll, I'll go more on that later. But yeah, we can virtual go into the good stuff. Yeah, I've been enjoying the hell of some virtual one, man. I don't know why I've been missing out in my life. Because I think uh, the one on Saturn is like 3.335, and you see how each one goes up. The one uh, the then it goes up to like 4.4, and then yeah, and then it's like I think the search uh, the certain magical index one is like 6.56 or something like that. I can't remember what it was. They have like official version builds. Mm-hmm. Let's say expand on there. Uh, those games are hard as fuck on a regular controller. I should know that. <laughs> <laughs> that one on the Saturn one is just me circling around with the AI. Just, we're just shooting and missing each other. It's me doing that for 15 minutes. And I'm like, I guess I have to have that fucking steel battalion controller that they came out with the original Xbox. I guess I need that shit. I think I have the Saturn virtual on. It was one of the few uh, Sega Net games because I have that adapter too. Oh, yeah, for the your Dude Nukem. Mm-hmm. Fire it up, man. We'll join in. I think you do private servers on Dude Nukem. I got one, too. Let's go. For Saturn? Yeah. Let's do it. I think I have two uh, second net adapters. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to bring back Dude Nukem online for Saturn. I'm going to get excited. but like, well, I'm in the room. I'm waiting on your asses. Join our Discord. Oh. You can get in. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have really much to add this week outside of what's game of the year. I mean, most, most of what I played this week is probably in my game of the year. So, yeah. Same here. So we can think, roll the dice whenever you're ready. I think all I played was Halo. All right, how do we want to do this? Because we didn't really iron this out in pre-production. We usually did like a because we did five every year, so we would kind of rotate out amongst there. Do we want to just kind of run down them each on our own, or how do y'all want to roll with it? I've got five definitive ones, and then I've got two honorable mentions. 
Yeah, I've got, I've got five. Brian's got five. Cesar, can, can you pick five of the top ones and then rattle off your honorable mentions? Yeah, I mean, if we want to go the first round, let's do our. Uh, I would say our first round, let's all do our honorable mentions and then okay. start going from the five, four, three, two, one. Okay, that, I mean uh, that makes sense. Mine aren't really numbered though, so it's just. Well, I mean, just choose one from your list. Okay, I, mean, that's I, I got my I got my games of the year. That's the only ones I really cared about. So yeah, but I yeah, mean, we can just choose one from the list. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be your number five. You just be these are my list. These are my top five favorite games of the year, and even an honorable mention I would throw in there. So it's not like I, I liked say, one of these over all the others. I say let's do our honorable mentions first, and then we'll go down to the main course. All right, go ahead for yours, sir. Seem you seem to have a lengthy list. Uh, mine's pretty easy. I think uh, my honorable mentions is going to be Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Uh, that was a game I did enjoy that. Uh, I remember beginning of the year had got oh, me back. God, that came out this year. Fuck. January. That had me got back into a what for whatever hunger and pains to watch the anime again. I actually applied them <laughs> this one. Uh, I think it took, I, I sat there for 60 hours. This was my first game of the year that, uh, I played a shit ton. And instead of me doing the bouncing around it every January, where I'm just popping in like a whole bunch of different games. Like what do I want to yep. play. And I'm just lost. Um, I think, uh, I think Michael was on the show when you guys were going through it and y'all were comparing notes and such. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, uh, the next one would be Dreams for me. Uh, that was another one I enjoyed that also came out this year. Um, that I still come back to you from time to time. Um, uh, Forgot about just Dreams. Play the the games that people made. They've gotten a lot better throughout the year. I mean, now it's like night and day compared to what was in the beginning of the year. It sucks that it's kind of falling off on the internet, but yeah. you, do, you do find some Reddit. It's where a lot of people will point you to good games to play. Uh, and I love the articles where it's like, "Can you believe this was made in Dreams?" and you watch the videos and stuff. It's like, holy hell, some talented people out there. Um, outside of that, uh, the other one, the next one I'll probably go into that's not in my top five, believe it or not, but um, everybody's going to be different. Uh, Last of Us Part Two. Um, I know that was uh, for I don't know what reason, reason why that was controversial for some people, but um, that was another game that was well polished. Uh, I did enjoy the story, um, but then again, I did go in there. Line, I wasn't expecting something to happen where everybody was, so my disappointment was not there. So I don't get it, but it was uh well done, <laughs> looks good. I did enjoy yeah. the story, uh, but then again, I watch a lot of movies and I've always seen movies kind of go a different path that they don't tend to follow sometimes. So, but I don't know, I don't get it. Maybe somebody will explain it to me one day. I don't, I don't understand all the hate, uh. But you like I said, take, you got your take from it. That's all that matters. You don't have to I defend it. someone yeah. else's opinion. But then again, it took me how long to beat the first game? I didn't jump into. The, I beat the first game on Christmas, like two Christmases ago. So yeah, I wasn't gestating for me for like the last ten years. But I did enjoy. It. It's well made, uh, and I did enjoy the story and the gameplay. Uh, it's it's one. I, I don't like. I said I beat it. I don't know if I'll go back to it, but it, it, I played it. And I played it well. Uh, the next one would be Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, that was another one that I really really enjoyed. Uh, Especially the the whole uh, the Kira Kurosaka was it Kurosaka Kurosawa Kurosawa yeah influence is the biggest thing on there, but it was one the one of the few games that I played in that was an open world game that didn't scare me so that I was able to go through and I wanted to go through and it seemed like a lot of the minor character story bits were great great as well so there was there was stuff in there I plotted in that one but there was it kept me going to do everything I could in that game. Um, don't be mad at me. But uh, Astro's Playroom gets my honorable mention. Uh, that was another good one that we've talked uh, in length about how well that mm-hmm. has done on PlayStation history, uh, as well as the whole platforming aspect. 
it rolls well. Um, it's just almost as enjoyable to me as it was in VR. I think the VR one still hits the top for me just because it added that new dimension and kind of used it well and gave me something different that I could play on a platformer. Yeah. Uh, but don't get me wrong, the controller on there adds on there uh, a different aspect to enjoy to that game and to bring to life. Um, as well I'm as sure the, 3D, the 3D audio when there's actually in that game too as well. So I'm sure that game will come up on uh, at least one other list here shortly. Oh, yeah. Uh, another one, um, Resident Evil 3. I know that one got a lot of hate, too, because uh, they kind of changed up the formula on it. Uh, it's not the same Resident Evil 3 I played when I played on the PS1 days. I know that game's been remade a couple of times on Dreamcast and on um, GameCube. I think mm-hmm. I've only played it once on PlayStation. I went through it. I enjoyed it for what it was at the time. Uh, going through it this time and through completion, um, it is a little bit shorter than the original one. Um, just by a little bit, it's shorter by the, all the other Resident Evils that came out recently. But I did enjoy the changes they had on there. It kind of made it fresh. They added a little bit more story in there that it wasn't in the original games. Um, kind of fleshed out a little bit more. Because that was kind of like, a, if you remember the development of the first game, it was kind of like an add-on to the Resident Evil 2, where they kind of just spun off and made its own thing. So it was always different. Right. It was like a, a black sheep of the family type of situation at that time for that game. Uh, and they kind of made it their own. Uh, another honorable mention for me would be, um, it kind of fell off for me throughout the year, but... I did put in a shit ton of time would be Animal Crossing because I did put in 60 hours in it this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is probably the only Animal Crossing game that I put in 60 hours in it. I always felt like <laughs> I was going through these games and then like, what the fuck am I doing here? Yep. Uh, but I know it was kind of right around when the pandemic hit and I was still trying to figure out what to do myself. So it was something I put a lot of time into it. I think I got everything done in that first season, which was spring, and subsequently fell off on the other season. So I will never be able to complete that game again unless I wait until spring of next year and start from scratch. Start fresh. Uh, which I'll decide if not. I don't know, because if I go back in there, I'm sure my all my animals or friends have already left the island. Just it's just going to be weeds everywhere. And nobody taking care of shit as it goes. Uh, uh, the only other one that I could put as an honorable mention, even though it is an honorable mention, but I did put about 30 hours into it this year, was uh, Paper Morrow. Uh, origami king you really um, enjoyed that one out of the new trilogy this was the one i enjoyed the most uh because yeah. the sticker the sticker game was i did not enjoy on the game I, garbage on the 3ds straight trash i hated uh, that game <laughs> uh i did enjoy color splash on the wii u um even though the, it was kind of an extension of the sticker whatever that sh- i don't even remember what that game is on the 3ds sticker shock whatever that shit it was sticker uh, star sticker star yeah uh, I did enjoy this one a lot. It seems like they perfected whatever they were trying to do where they were moving away from the traditional one. Um, the story, the story based battles were not bad. I meant the puzzle based battles were not bad. Uh, they did get annoying at some parts because if you don't follow the, solve them quickly, you're like, fuck, I just want to get through this battle because yeah. it's, it's, they want you to do it in a specific way to kind of like win. It'll prolong win. it if you don't do it right. Uh, but story-wise, it's one I enjoyed. It, it, the ending is very bittersweet. Um, it, it's a little bit sad too if you ever get to the end of it. Uh, I'll leave it at that. Uh, like I said, this is just my honorable mentions. I'm not going to write them off on there. This is just uh, one of the ones I didn't enjoy for this year. Let me make sure I got everything. Uh, that's a lot think, of games. You said you put some in this year. I think that's it. I got, I'm got. i down to the last five. So if anybody yeah. wants to hit the, go and do their honorable mentions, go for it. I've got two. And strangely enough, everybody knows with my games of the year, it's always random shit. It could be retro, could be new, might not necessarily have come out this year. My two honorable mentions actually came out this year. I think both of them did. 
Uh, one of them I've talked about it recently, and I just haven't put enough time into it, but it's a Need for Speed Hot Pursuit remaster. That is like the best racing game I've played. It is so good. If I'm craving a racing game at this point, I'm popping that one in. Uh, the other honorable mention I have is uh, Ring Fit Adventure. Do you remember if that came out the end of last year, maybe? Or was that this year? I know it was hard to find forever. I think, I think it came it, out last year. I think it did come out last year, but you could actually find it this year. Yeah. And I, I got brand on one too, but I, <laughs> I mean, I was, I was heavy into it for like three weeks. So, and it's a new way to play games, which I'm always big on, but uh ring fit adventure definitely had us. The household was trying to do it. <laughs> it didn't go so hot. <laughs> um, some of my best experiences and, and there's a game in my, in my top five, that's not my top five game, but the way it takes over the household, just like Mario brothers did last year, you know, it, it leaves that impact of the year. So it's a uh, ring fit adventure and need for speed. Hot pursuit remaster is my honorable mentions. Brent, did you have any or are we, are we going to top five? <sighs> honorable mentions. I'll go. Or dishonorable um, mentions. Games that Hulu hated this year. <laughs> I mean, count the ways. <laughs> top disappointments. The airing of uh, grievances. No, Festivus is over, sir. <laughs> Festivus, <laughs> Festivus was over. <laughs> we missed the airing of the grievances. <laughs> I got a lot of complaints about you people. <laughs> um, my honorable mentions in no particular order um, would be uh, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Um, pretty good game. That spiritual successor to Symphony of the Night. Um, I love Metroidvanias. Um, then... <laughs> You sound like you should go to a program for that, sir. He's like, I love Metroidvanias. I love Metroidvanias. Somebody on Twitter, I wish I could have captured this. Somebody on Twitter said, it's called Castlevania because it's a Metroidvania that takes place in a castle. (laughs) (laughs) What? That one got me. I had to repeat it like five times. (laughs) No. Was it Exhibit? Was he like, I got my game in the game? It was somebody joking, and they had tagged Jeremy Parrish in it because he's kind of he's kind of been anointed with coming up with Metroidvania, but <laughs> it's called uh, Metroidvania because it's, it's a Castlevania that takes place in a castle. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh shit! God bless the world. Twitter <laughs> geniuses. Uh, my other one would be uh, the Super Mario 3D Collection. Um. Because it was a it's it's a way to play those those games all on one platform. They were pretty good uh, ports, uh, even though it was just emulation. They were they were great. I didn't have a problem with them. Um, and any other any excuse to have um, Mario Sunshine again, I'm probably gonna take it because I love <laughs> that game. Um, and then it holds a nostalgia, nostalgic piece in your heart, sir. Yeah. And then the very last one would probably be, uh, Tony Hawk, uh, pro skater one and two. More nostalgia. Not Crash Bandicoot four. No, not Crash Bandicoot four. <laughs> would you compl- No, that's going to be in his top. Spoilers. Five, so sorry, Spoilers. Not, not <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. We did. Okay. Airing of grievance. Yeah, you messed up now. Now you got grievances go. there, right? Yeah. I gotta go. Now I gotta go. The only back. game I regret this year was Crash four. I was waiting for oh. you to say it. Yeah, Brant's like, let's resurrect that segment. I remember, I remember watching you before we started in the pre-show, just in there playing it, like, oh, this game fucking sucks. You keep going, it's like, I just want to beat this shit. Fuck this game. <laughs> yeah, you were watching. We were watching <laughs> you play it on that TV. Yeah, but uh, like, oh, I'm so disappointed in you. Like, a, like you're a 
disappointed father and a child. Fuck this game. Hold on, I gotta keep going. <laughs> I'm almost done. I just gotta get. I just, I just gotta be finish. done with it. Yeah. I just gotta be finished. But no, yeah, it, they did. They did a great job um, reviving that series uh, and stayed true to form. Uh, and hopefully, we'll we'll see more uh, of the Tony Hawk series in this classical sense. You know, not Tony Hawk Pro Skater Five. Yeah. So, and now That's we can really move. Ugh, huge dud, huge dud. And now we can move on to our top five games of the year. Who wants to start? Cesar, you want to go? You got us going with honorable mentions. Just uh, just one and something about it, and then we'll we'll keep moving around. All right, there's not a particular order, but um, I, I guess if I, all right, yeah, whatever, no matter. <laughs> so, uh, my, my first one would probably be uh, Soccer to Wars on uh, PS4. It's a series that I remember I, when this one got you. Series I love very well. This was a reboot I love very well. Um, I did miss it. They didn't have the strategy aspect of it. They went more for the uh, Dynasty Warriors uh, as their gameplay development, uh, but it does use their visual novel stance um, to portray the story. It was a reboot in the sense uh, where they did kind of like a passing of a torch. Uh, I don't know if you can see behind me, but I got Soccer Wars number five for the Wii right there. Yep, I uh, see it up there. This one, this game takes place after that one, uh, maybe about ten years. Uh, they did take a character from that series, uh, Sumura, Sumeria. And um, used her as a branching point for the new ones, where she was the, uh, one of the original characters, and she's the only one that returned. Uh, you do some, you do have some hints from the original games of some of the other people popping in here and there, but this was kind of like a ushering of a new new era. So I'm hopefully looking forward to more will come out there uh, in the future. Hopefully, outside of the cell phone ones they announced numerous. I think it of sold pretty well here, didn't it? Uh, I think it. They never. They were very big on it. They can never. They never want to overpromise they'll get another one, so it was close, probably. Yeah. Um, we'll see. But yeah, that, that's probably my first one of this year. Uh, I'm going to start off with probably the least of... <laughs> this is the Impact game I was referencing, but it's definitely Animal Crossing uh, New Horizons. I think this bit all of us, Brant, a little bit harder than all of us, but... <laughs> our, uh, our, our correspondent. <laughs> yep, this is definitely the pandemic game of 2020. Um uh, Cesar had noted when I would talk about it on the podcast, Brand, I don't think you had joined us yet, but uh, one of my kids, they, they're just now getting into games, but uh, they wanted to write me a letter with their villager. So they actually started a game and it's they're not able to play it because I have to read everything to them because it's still very text heavy. Mm-hmm. But uh, they would make me leave the room and it would take 20 <laughs> minutes and they would type out. They would ask Alexa how to spell certain things. They would type out a message and send me a letter. And then, like, instead of me finding it, they would say, why don't you sign in? And you can check your mailbox and just just a back and forth. And it would say, I love you, Dad, and stuff like that. So um, that's the best memory from that game. It's a, I know it's a great-ass Animal Crossing, so there's that part of it. But it, it was a relaxing thing for so long, and I didn't drop it until... The bunny day broke me, I think. And then mm-hmm. when I had to do like a fetch quest to try to bring people in when I thought that was already going to happen. So kind of fell off it at that point. They still ask about it. So we may eventually get back in there, especially with the new content that Brant announces every other month, it seems like. So right. as long as Brant keeps, yeah. <laughs> keeps personally producing content for it, uh, I know eventually they're asking about it. So. It's either I buy two copies for 2DS to give to them and appease them, or we jump back into New Horizons. So, Nintendo selects of uh, New Leaf. There you yep. go. 
That's it. The one with the amiibo crossing or whatever they mm-hmm. added to it. Yeah, but uh, I, I'm not, I'm not gonna deny that was a that was an awesome game. It came at the right time. They sold a shit ton of copies. Everybody was talking about it. It was hard to find for a long time, and uh, it's definitely one of the highlights of 2020. As, as shitty of a year as it's been, as uh, Animal Crossing. So, uh, Brent, what's uh, what are you gonna start off with? Cadence of Hyrule. All right. The that was on sale today. Almost jumped. Yes. The I guess like rogue like somewhat of a dungeon crawler based around your uh our movement rhythm rhythmic movement mm-hmm. battle i don't know it's it's one of those weird games it's really hard to describe but it's i enjoyed the first cadence game it's extremely extremely hard i don't even think i ever finished it but this <laughs> game is a lot more approachable and with it being in the realm of that um link to the past world it just everything clicks everything's just so good and so well done uh and and having the remixes of the uh of the of the songs um and and seeing hyrule and all the enemies and and how you have to approach everything it's just it's it's a good ass game it's a good ass game definitely definitely look into buying it there's there's a demo the animation is gorgeous i was about to say there's there's still a demo Download the demo. Give it a try. It's all, about the rhythm. it's all about the rhythm of the night. It's all about the rhythm, baby. <laughs> I know the song we could sing and not name our episode title after so we get a DMCA <laughs> takedown. <laughs> I don't know what you mean, sir. Nope. What's your next title, Young Cesar? Uh, mine is easy. Uh, it's one that recently just came out maybe two days ago. I poured oh. in maybe three or four hours uh, into it and enjoyed it immensely. Uh, I got a copy of each. I'll go ahead and show it on the stream. It's called Alice Day. You know how I felt about M2 Trigger Games. Yep. Uh, this I've seen one, the videos you've posted of this. Uh, this one is a collection of the Alice Day games that came out on the Mark III. Uh, Alice Day for Mark III. Uh, there was a port that came on called Power Strike as well. I think that came out in America. That might have been the American name. And then they had one that came out for the Master System, which was also just called Power Strike 2. And then you had uh, Alice Day for, they kind of had like a re, uh, called GG, Game Gear Alice Day, which was uh, GG Alice Day 1, 2, and 3. And the cool thing about it is uh, Alice Day 3 is a Game Gear game that came out this year. It's a brand new game, 2020. Huh. Uh, that awesome. was included in this collection. That's um, awesome. Uh, it's it, I, I love it. I love it a lot, man. I've gone through it. It's uh, very different than uh, most shoot 'em ups where you have uh, different action. Like in the first game, each one, it's like there's a, computer, a considerable slowdown in the first game. Uh, but the differences it has on there was, and you'll notice immediately. So as you do as a shoot 'em up, is that you hit you hit your uh, power boost, which gives you different abilities to shoot different types of guns. For be it uh, the reason I'm talking on length in this one is because it's one of my games played of the week, so that's why. Um, <laughs> sorry, guys, but I'll try to be brief. Um, it, uh, you can choose your different uh, bullet abilities or uh, special powers. Um, and I remember from the first game is what's crazy is that you hit the like the houses that hold that holds the power ups and they float up, they float away from you. And I'm like, oh. I have to go up to the screen and chase it. And it, I, there's so many deaths or have. Um, <laughs> You'll notice as the collection goes on that they kind of remedy that, and now they have it where it actually flows down to you like it should. <laughs> that way, uh, you don't fucking die as you go chase uh, after your power-ups. Like, oh, no, don't go away from me. It's a, it's a forward shooter like uh, Space Harrier style, right? 
Yeah, it's a vertical shooter. Yeah. Or like Crash yeah. Crash Four. Or uh, yep. Or Sonic Raiden Sass. Project. <laughs> Raiden uh, Project. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which also is something I played this week too. Um, but yeah, this uh, I'm gonna go into more detail about it. Uh, it's like you got the same uh, kind of love you have them from every other M2 one where it has a uh, daily challenge gallery. Um, you can go in there and do a plethora of options where you can do unlimited continues or never lose power ups. There's different ways you can play the game to make it more accessible, safe states, low states. Uh, uh, but I think the most impressive thing is uh, the third game that came out, which was a Game, game Gear game for 2020. And it That's looks awesome. great, looks phenomenal, and plays very well. Uh, I can't. I'm not sure if it's included in those Game Gear micros. I'm sure maybe because this came around at the same time. I know there was a. There I was read a one of them is. It might not be that one specifically. They can't. It came with a limited edition Game Gear micro that was super fucking expensive. I didn't get that one. That I think had Alice Day three on there. On there. Uh, but yeah, that that is one of my games of uh, the year this year. Even though it recently just came out. So. so it's only a matter of time for somebody dumps that onto a Master System or a Game Gear cart, and we can play a physical copy. Yep. That'd be cool. Your turn, Richard. All right, my next one, uh, flashback to pandemic-esque times and pre. Uh, I dove pretty hard into, I probably have, what I say, 32 hours on my Switch? I probably have more hours on the Wii U this year than I did the Switch, so that's <laughs> pretty telling. Uh, but I dove pretty deep into Legend of Zelda Wind Waker, and I was playing that as, a, as an escape, uh, just sailing the seas and being lost, you know, going from island to island and that kind of stuff. I stopped again at the Earth Temple. For some reason, that's like the bane of my Wind Waker playthroughs every time is is escorting the the Ritu girl through the the Earth Temple every time. I don't get stuck. I just get to the beginning of it. And I'm like, all right, I've seen this now. So I do want to pick that back up. I've moved the, uh, the Wii U to its permanent resting place for the time being, I think. So how permanent is that? And uh, I think I'm going to try to wrap up Wind Waker. Here in the next month or two. I need to finally do it. It's a good-ass game. I will send in Cesar clips from it and screenshots I would take and stuff like that. Like the writing and the the crazy, like, breaking the fourth wall stuff that you would do with Link. You don't get that in any other Zelda game, and I'm a huge Zelda fan. And it's just, it's something special. I hope we get that on Switch for all those uh, millions more Switch players than there are uh, Wii U players like me out there. So here's hoping for that for the 35th anniversary. Uh, my fourth game will be a game with a four in it. Oh yes, here we go. There are you agree? <laughs> Resident Evil Four. Let's go. Final Fantasy Four. Uh, Streets of Rage Four. Dragon Quest Four. Dragon Warrior Four. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Four. Double Dragon Four. Super Mario Brothers Four. Uh, did we run out? No, we never run out of fours. Seeking Tetsu four. Did they make one? Crash four. Crash four. <laughs> All right, Brent, go ahead with your fourth greatest game. That's also a four. Streets of Rage four. Oh yeah, that one got you this year. Yep. Oh my gosh, this was one that we sat down and I I had the family. It's also one that uh, <laughs> sometimes it's it helps to have other players. Sometimes it it just hinders you. Hindrance. <laughs> but um. It's it is that classic Streets of Rage gameplay. It it, it looks amazing. Um, you have you know a lot of the characters returning. Uh, the story is pretty good. Uh, it's not a extremely long game. Uh, it's one you can probably sit down and and beat within a week or so. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it is just all around. It, it's 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 a great game. Um, and I know me and the family, we had a lot of fun uh, uh, playing playing that game. And I know eventually they kind of fell off, and I just had to finish the game by myself. Uh, and it took me a minute to to get that to get that end because the the. And I even talked about it on he- on here. I wound up dropping mm-hmm. the difficulty just to just to beat uh, beat the end. Um, but it's a great game. I love that game. Um, and it's just classic Streets of Rage. Classic Streets of Rage, man. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Cesar, on to number three. Uh, my number three game is. Uh... Xenoblade Chronicles Remaster. Ooh. Third time's a charm. To me, uh <laughs> to me the third release to actually go through that and beat the game completely. Uh, I think when I was unpacking all my shit, uh I still have a sealed copy on Wii somehow. Oh my gosh. Uh, uh that I never got around to. Uh I think I had a digital copy on Wii and then I had the three DS version. Uh which I probably put more time in that. I think I had like ten, fifteen hours before I abruptly stopped. And then this is the one that I sunk in. I think it, my play clock was like 100 hours. Is this is this the actual def- definitive edition? This is the one that I actually beat, so I guess it will be. <laughs> uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Remastered. Uh, and as I was telling uh, Brand, I think my one for Wii is still sealed. I'm looking at it, it's still sealed. Uh, I never opened it. Um, so this is, a, like like I told Brand, this was the third time. Third time was a charm for me to would to play this game and it, it was a doozy i enjoyed it it's definitely uh i can see traces of xeno gears uh, xenoblade uh i mean xeno saga in there um uh i know xeno xenoblade 2 kind of went a little bit more off the rails more of a anime type rpg but this one was this one was very good and uh, i never got to play it, chronicles x so but that would probably be my third game of the year. I mean, there's not much I can talk about it, but the story was great. Uh, I, this is one of the very few RPGs that it had flushed out the characters a lot. Uh, and and the, I, the villains were great. I mean, there was a couple of plot twists towards the end that's still memorable, that I still think about. Uh, Damn. Then they went straight into the fucking Xenogear stuff where it got weird a little bit towards the end. More. <laughs> uh, but it does have a twist in there where, like, how this all started, and it was interesting, like, I wish I could talk about it, so I don't know. I don't know if you guys are going to play it or not, but uh, there's some bits in there where, like, some of those people in there were... He, it's like his, his fucking Xenogear stuff, where, like, these, some of these people have been around before they were reincarnated, so... Like, they were, like, uh, scientists in past life, and they created this world, and it's like they're reincarnated into this world they're in now. So they, it gets deep in there, yeah. but it, it doesn't go off the walls, off the crazy like he normally does. He kind of reeled it in. It wasn't like a Indiana Jones 4 bad, or... <laughs> Somebody went crazy with the story in that one. Refrigerator. Uh, <laughs> or the swinging from the vines. Uh, refrigerator was okay. I was more the whole alien thing, which was a little too far for me. I'm like, we're really doing this in the Indiana Jones universe? But I know he sees some... I mean, I know he's big into biblical references, but we went yeah. straight in aliens. It was kind of off the wall for me. But uh, nonetheless, <laughs> uh, we can spend the whole day talking about how unenjoyable Indiana Jones 4 was, but I won't go into details about that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's my Indiana third game. Jones 4. There's your fourth one. Yeah, yeah. That's, my third, that's my third game, and um, it's, it's up to you, Richard, to save us with your third. Xeno, Xenoblade was a good one. I put... That's probably my most played Switch game this year, I would say. Well, probably behind Ring Fit, but I got... I When it opens up at, what, Gower Plains or something, 
I got stuck. It's like I get this frozen stigma of I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. And then these uh, super powerful things start kicking my ass like Xenoblade 2. You didn't, <laughs> get, tired of it. You didn't get tired of it. It's rain time. <laughs> <laughs> what it's a bunch of jokers. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Where are we at on this list? Uh, this is another recent one. I boldly proclaimed last week this is this is one of the best games I've ever played. So I was like, okay, you're going there with it. And this is a uh, Final Fantasy 15, which I'm playing the Royal Edition on PlayStation 5. And I didn't play any this past week. Um, I got a guide that came in, and I found out there's a couple ways I've not been playing correctly. There's like some things that the shit pisses me off, but like. Where I'm at right now, I'm going to be wrapping up chapter three. And if I had chosen a different, uh, like, response in the story bit, then I would have gotten, like, crazy experience. And instead, I picked, like, the most bullshit one and got the most bullshit reward. So some of that stuff kind of pisses me off. But, um, man, music, uh, polish, uh, production, this game is a little bit of everything. It's just, it's awesome. I can't wait to see where it goes. Final Fantasy 15. Highly recommend. Brant, watch the anime, watch the movie. <laughs> I'll say this every week, <laughs> and then download the game. And then buy the 4K Blu-ray. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna end up pre-ordering that. It was good as hell. Um, uh, the the, the Adventures price. of Noctis and Friends is is quite memorable. And you'll uh, have Brant? to you'll have to let me borrow that guide if I if I start playing because that bullshit that always gets me. That's why that's why I get so hung up because I'm like once I figure out that like I did a bunch of this shit and then. Yeah. I, I missed like these two little things that I could have gotten like this crazy thing or gotten all this amount of experience. That's when I'm like, well, fuck this. I'm either going to restart it or just stop playing for the time being. I'm not going to let it bother me because I'm already I'm having fun and I've already I've already picked up on the tips that I needed. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's like it's an AP bonus instead of an experience bonus. And it's gotcha. one of those type things like it's not game breaking. And if I had known, I might have picked something different. But. I really got the guide to have as a collector's item and to look at the map and things like that because I think that ends up being more useful and some the the bestiary you know to look up stuff like that. But I can't let it bother me because I'm even worse than you. I will literally stick myself and be like, all right, I, I play this. I've had this discussion on the podcast. I played this game the wrong way. I'm done with yeah. it now. So I got to keep myself from doing that. But uh, awesome game. And I'm 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 at the edge of the story bit. I know it's gonna just go fucking crazy at this point. I'm not quite ready to to turn that page <laughs> yet. So. It, It'll be it, soon. It gets dark. It gets dark and it breaks your heart a little bit. I'm ready. Break my heart. Final Fantasy 15. Beautiful game. <laughs> uh, so my number three is one that Cesar already had brought up uh, in his honorable mentions. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, this game all around. Uh, visuals. Uh, music overall production the story just it hits everything so well um they did the game, a great job on that game it, they it lived up to hype they did such a good job on that game and i mean it the fact it, it looks so good it plays so good and then it, everything is so well-rounded because there's i mean the the joke was oh it's uh assassin's creed set in japan and yeah it is one of those it's it's you know kind of that open world kind of sandboxy type deal but it's it's done so well and it's it's so well-rounded because it's you know you you might 
set off and most of these games it's like oh if if it has the stealth aspect it the game wants you to lean more to that and then it's you know if you if you you know do more of your uh, where you power up your your stealth or upgrade your stealth more, you know the, the and the then the combat's kind of shitty. Or right. if you you know vice versa, if you if you focus on the combat, then the stealth it can you know, lean the wrong way and kind of yeah. create a, a poor playstyle based off preference. But however you want to do it, however you want to approach it, this game does such a good job, and it's uh, it's very very balanced the way um, you do this and and. <laughs> just just how fun it is and just the the overall style how you can choose uh you know the languages um kurosawa mode um the game's very very stylized um it's a lot of accessibility the, options in there too i think that's important to mention yes, when they're in there not not yes. so much for us but for for people who aren't able to enjoy games as easily as we are. And I think then, that's going to be more of a focus going on too. Yeah. Going forward too. It should be. Yeah. Um, and then really the, the biggest thing of the, of the game, the, the character development and the, the story, because the story, uh, is, is one of the, one of the best, I think, um, that that sucker punch is done. Um, it's better than a robot rocket on wheel, rocket robot on wheels. <laughs> yes, yes. Or this, Sly Cooper. Damn, I played a lot of Sly this year. Sly, Sly's got, uh, you know, it's it's one of those. It's fun game. It's got a solid story, but this, it it's very powerful. It's got a very powerful story, very powerful ending too. So yeah, I can't I can't speak about that enough. I know Cesar enjoyed it. I know you started playing it, but I know to to you, it's all about time and something like that game. It's it's pretty daunting and it can be. Yeah. But if you if you have the time, pop it in your PS5 because that's the way 60, to play. Huh? Oh, 60 frames a second and it's it it's so good. It's so good. Give it. Get back into it, man. Somehow all right, faster low times. Assassin's yes. Creed Japan. Brant loved it. Um, I think when they looked at other developers where their game, like a lot of their games of the year, they listed that game a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That was one thing they noticed on there. I, I guess a lot of them were kind of jealous that they didn't make that game. It's like it was made by an American studio. I know they, I know that was yep. one of the things like, how come we didn't make this first? You know, yeah. like they're just sitting there thinking about like what, you know, and knock it out it, of the park. Yeah. I guess it kind of opened up their eyes and, I, and we might see some influences coming in the future from that. Cause it seems like a lot of developers list that as a, influence for them so it'd be kind of interesting to see we've been joking a lot about cyberpunk and all the drama that's been associated with it and that's been like game news media here recently but i'm glad we do something like this where we can highlight these other games that that did come out this year that are that were just bangers you know that was an awesome ass game and it's still being mentioned so there were some definite highlights on and as i mentioned like resident evil 3 and uh, we got a new Game Gear game this year, so it's not all about cyberpunk. You know, the game industry didn't live and die on cyberpunk success or uh, whether or not we get returns on PlayStation Store or not, you know, so. I remember we had this conversation about how our hype level, I told you that game was either going to suck really bad or really be really good, and it, I was right in both counts. It's really good on <laughs> PC and sucks really bad on everything else, so, apparently, but. <laughs> Even with all the bugs, it seems like a lot of people that are playing it, uh, at least on 
uh, current gen consoles, not last gen consoles. Uh, even with crashes, even with the weird T posing and glitches, <laughs> they're enjoying it, and they're saying yeah. that when those those graphical glitches and things don't happen and you're kind of pulled into what's going on it's it's really not bad and then the other half of it is sometimes those when you walk around a corner and you see somebody just t-posing or you see some guy uh who's like holding uh like like a bazooka and he's also holding another gun at the same time in the same hand it just all these crazy sometimes that makes makes the game so yeah it's one of All those right. weird things. We're back around to Cesar. Cesar. Um, I guess my next one on the list would be, and this is the game I'm going through right now, and uh, I'm just going to lump both of them together. It's going to be uh, Legends of Heroes, Cold Steel 3 and 4. Uh, the third one, you know, I just finished maybe last week. I had 87 hours into it. Number four, I'm at the very end of the game right now. I'll finish it tonight. I'm in the final dungeon, uh, and I've already got 90 hours into it. I still probably got another five hours in that game. So I've effectively put almost 200 hours in these games this year. Um, Oof, an investment. Uh, I did, like I said, I'm glad I waited because that cliffhanger was bullshit. If I would have had to wait a year, I would have been super pissed. Uh, so I did wait back to back to finish this out. Uh, it's everything I dreamed it would be. There was a, I was a little concerned because I did see some some reviews out there where they said it, they felt like it didn't hit because there was so much that's wrapping up uh, throughout these nine games uh, that it was hit or miss. Uh, but I find it mostly to be hit. Uh, the only thing I do miss out on is in the crossbow references because we never got those games in English. Uh, and, there, and it does kind of tie up all those games together. It's done a very good job on any loose stories. It's kind of filling the gaps in here, and I think it does it well. Uh, but like I said, I mentioned before, it scratches that itch for me on ba- uh, basic turn-based RPGs. Um, where you have, like I said, uh, it's just a, the basic battles on there uh, that enjoys me. And if you're looking for a good turn-based games, it's like one of them. They don't make uh, many anymore. Correct, yeah. Uh, it does follow the format where the character stories are deep. It's numerous. There's a lot going on. It, it implores you to explore, uh, go around, and talk to everybody to get to get the full uh, aspect of the game. So for some people, a guide would be required because at least a guide will tell you, like, all right, go talk to this person. That This person is kind of like a cliff notes on how to experience the story best because if you go through it blind, it can be daunting. Uh, you could probably put in double the time I did. Because it would require you to go around and talk to everybody to get Oof. to get everything. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't really point you. There's there's main quests that kind of tell you how to progress the story, but you miss out on a lot of the side quests if you don't uh, look. So it's one of those ones that you might want to play with a guide. Um, yeah. Outside of that, I'll finish it out today. That's as like I said, I've always been a big uh, uh, Kisuke guy type of guy, uh, the Trails Games guy. Um, and uh, I'll probably jump back and. And uh, may, I might plot them this one. I don't know. I gotta, I gotta beat the Damn. game again on nightmare mode, uh, which is probably about another <laughs> nightmare. Mode. That's what it's called, nightmare mode. Yeah, where they put the difficulty, uh. the bosses, and everything up to 100. percent So, uh, it just all depends. I, that's all that's left for me to do is go through nightmare mode. So, whether or not I do it or do it, we'll see. It depends. Uh, it depends on whatever catches my eye. If I, I don't have anything in that place, but yeah. I can go on. I can talk more about it. But yeah, that's that's number two for me. How about you, Richard? Uh, this one is not a surprise. This is uh, Astro's Playroom. We've all mentioned this over the course of today's episode. My first platinum trophy. I'm the best gamer ever. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of gamers don't have one, so 
that, that was me. That was me and until uh well like four weeks ago. Man, this just this to me sung new hardware. Like this was you get that new piece of, of hardware and you're like, okay, what can this do? And this this did that up one side and down the other. It was a great experience, start to finish. We've already talked about the PlayStation history. We already talked about the awesome soundtrack. Uh, the integration with the DualSense controller really sold me on the controller. Um, again, my kids were able to like hold the controller when it was raining, that one level where it's raining, and they felt the raindrops in the controller, and that was like a big hit in the family. Like, ah, this is amazing. So um, that was just a joy start to finish. Love every bit of Astro's Playroom. And I'm looking forward to, especially based off the recommendation of you two guys, um, Astrobot Rescue Mission on PlayStation VR. And friend of the show, Derek. He loves that game, too. It's a good-ass game. Yep. All right. We're down to one apiece. Brent, you still have two on the table. We did not coordinate this at all, because my number two is also Astro's Playroom. I thought you already mentioned it in uh, Honorable Mention. No, I no, did not. Me. Okay, okay. Cesar uh, did. Uh, but for, for the... Shit, that's my problem. <laughs> all right, Brent, you have to for out, the, you have for to the... out lavish uh, Astro's Playroom more so than I just did. <laughs> It's, it's, it's for the same yeah. for the exact same reasons i mean since i i used to say um playstation was my first grown-up console um a lot of people you know when i was a kid but i mean you look back on it the games on nes and before that were pretty hard-ass games too those weren't you know those weren't kitty consoles by any stretch of the imagination right but um astro's playroom is just this amazing love letter to the history of playstation uh and such an experience and like you said it it shows off everything it's got the 3d audio it's it's got all the the haptic feedback it's got the adaptive triggers and it shows off so much of what that that console and the controller is capable of uh yeah the the fact that like you just you go and stand in front of the different areas and then you walk through and it just goes and you're in the level immediately i mean there's 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 no loading unless you you know hit your uh hit up and bring the activity cards and jump to a random spot somewhere else in the game and i mean the screen goes black and you have the loading for a couple seconds and then bam you're in that level or you're in that specific spot and it's it's crazy awesome just cannot wait cannot wait for ratchet and clank next year i know (laughs) because of that same fast loading and platforming and everything but yeah this game um be in the action platformer, being you know having having all the collectibles, having all the all the different nods to all uh, all sorts of different PlayStation properties. Uh, it was just for me, it was it was perfect. It um, unless you're an RPG, <laughs> hit hit the uh, hit hit the right notes for me. Um, and Great it's experience. still. It still had a reference to uh, Final Fantasy VII, at least. So it had at least one RPG in there, Cesar. So. Oh, Seven Remake didn't make anybody's list. Oh, no, Cesar's number one is it come around. Uh, the, the, one I, the one I'm more, more concerned about is Wild Arms and Legend, yep. uh, Legend of Dragoon. Give, us, give yeah. us more Wild Arms, you cowards. I, I don't count Final Fantasy VII. I'm talking about Sony RPGs. Right, right. Yeah. Sony's Sony's RPGs they should have should have had at least one in there, Sony's but no stable. that 
That is my number two. So we move on to Cesar and we start our number one. Uh, my game of the year, and I'm a cheating lion bastard. I'm sorry, gentlemen. Uh, this is not what we discussed, but I'm fucking doing it anyways because I do what I want. Uh, I got two games for my game of the year. Um, there we go. One, one of them is um, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yep. Uh, I enjoyed the, the shit out of it. I put 60 hours in that game. I still think about it. I still think about going and play it again. Uh, friend of the show, Renee, his uh, his co-worker, uh, we were, when he jumped on his PS5, we looked at his play count on Final Fantasy VII. It was 168 hours. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing in that Holy game? Holy shit. <laughs> what? And, and what Holy Tom was like, he loves that game. I don't know. He was still playing it. <laughs> I don't know. He loves that game. Because uh, I looked at it, I was like, Holy shit, it's 160 hours in Final Fantasy VII Remake. I I don't know. I'll, I'll probably, because I, I got to go back and beat the game hard. I might put uh, about 100 yeah. hours in that game, too. This is why I get the platinum trophy. Uh, um, what, there's nothing much that I can say. Um, it's a new twist on how to tell a story that I enjoy. Um, I, it could have gone wrong in so many different ways outside of the weird Kingdom Hearts s ending, but um, which I was fine with as well. And uh, the ending's kind of interesting too because you start to see the canon change a little bit, and it's going to go in a different direction. So it's not going to be like a retelling. It's kind of like they're kind of spicing it up. Their um, own take. Mm-hmm. And which I like and enjoy. I mean, I could have gone through and played it again and enjoyed it, but I, I'm kind of interested to see where they're going to go with it, and it's going to be a little bit different. But uh, I got used to the battle system, which was, uh, you know, I, I, you can do action or you can do turn base. Uh, I think I kept on the action. Uh, but, I mean, for some people who prefer the turn base, that, that option was there. Um, even though the open world aspect was gone, I think it was fine, uh, even though it was a little bit more linear. Uh, but outside of that, it is an enjoyable game. Like I said, I still think about it uh, much. Uh, I'm not going to go into more details about it because I need to get the other game. My other uh, co-game of the year, and Richard knows, uh, I love it dearly, uh, it's going to be 13 Sentinels. Mm-hmm. Um, that game, I still think about it to this day. I can't recommend it enough. I got a couple of uh, PlayStation uh, friends online that I've told them to go through, and they've gone through and plotted them in themselves, and we would come back and have conversations about that game. Uh, the game is so fucking good, man. It's you so did a deep good. dive at the end of one of our episodes. Mm-hmm. It's giving us some plot lines. It's so good. I mean, I know the strategy-based aspect, uh, it was kind of weird, and some people didn't enjoy it, but I think once I broke it and I kind of melted some of the... I looked at it and was like, okay, if I do the fourth gen models and they have drones and I know the drones fuck everybody up, I just sit there and port everything into the drones. I just blew through those areas and it didn't really hinder me as much because it didn't force me to sit there and do these battles forever like some people had to. Yeah. But the the storytelling on there was done with so well. I can see why this game took so long because there's so many moving parts and it could have gone wrong. It could have gone wrong in many areas. Um, like I said, it's very well done. Uh, they, they, they fucking they nailed it, man. Uh, plus that 80s aesthetic. Uh, a lot of the, um, you know, the early 90s were in there as well. The future um, Blade Runner-esque type uh, backgrounds. There's a lot of nods to everything going in there. It's very well done. Very well done. Um, it is a very much a visual novel. You have to know going in there. Um, it's not much gameplay aspects. Um, it's not difficult. Like a, a visual novel where you have to hit certain, as what they call, flags to uh, go into different areas and go different routes it is very uh, linear in that fact that where you just kind of go through and experience the story and you will go through is that you don't have to sit there and find uh ways to continue the plot line or get different branches of the story it, it has a story to tell and it kind of it ushers you that way um like i said the strategy aspect kind of like adds battle in there to kind of add a uh, little variety to the game so so for people who are not used to visual novels and they want to break. change it up some mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, those, those are my uh, cohabited games of the year. So I couldn't choose between the two, and uh, I think about them every day. So well done. I, I knew that one was going to come back around. Both of them. 
All right, guys, what's my game of the year? What is my most played game of 2020? Master Chief Collection. <laughs> Halo Master Chief Collection. The game Specifically, that uh, what is it? Uh, muskets and Action Sack and uh, all that. Yep, we put it on Action Sack and let it roll. We get Fiesta, we get Hellbringers, we get Muskets. Um, this game across this year has become like i've never had i I can remember being in games retail and there were people who would get like battlefield or uh even the the earlier halos um i guess it was halo 2 that they were playing at the time but that would be like their game and i never understood like how can you go back to the same game every weekend and stuff and it was it was because they worked jobs that were different than mine and they had friends that that's the only way they could meet up with and things like that as as those early online things came about and for 2020, for not being able to interact, like this has been one of the big parts of my social interaction is talking to you guys every Wednesday. And then every Saturday night, uh, myself and three other people minimum get on Master Chief Collection and play those play that one old Halo with the with the crazy rounds in it on Action Sack. And it's been like a grounding point for this year that no matter what get to the weekend Saturday night, just lose myself in like five or six hours of halo. And, and it is that game. Like you hear about people playing destiny and such where they're just, you know, they're playing it and they enjoy it. It's a good game, but it's also the, that social aspect of hanging out and catching up and shooting the shit and having, you know, a common enemy on the other team and reading the crazy names and all that. And it just never, it's never slowed down. Like people haven't, said even let's change it from action sack or let's go to halo 2 <laughs> it's literally been the same the same modes on the same game and we just we enjoy hanging out together and playing and it's just so like my clock because it did not look right when i looked at it i said 180 hours and i'm on there once a week for six hours minimum and there's no way that that clock is correct so I was uh, I was also hoping that Xbox and PlayStation would do the Nintendo year wrap up thing. They used to both be really really good at it, and it just I guess it wasn't worth what out whatever algorithm they would throw it through. Um, Microsoft always did theirs in December. I think Sony doesn't do theirs in January. Every okay, time so I, look, they, I, I look it up, they always do it in January. I could have sworn it was sooner than that, but I know Nintendo does theirs in the middle of December, and I think Xbox usually does theirs and right around the same time. I don't think Sony does theirs until January. So maybe we will eventually get one. I know. Uh, I know Microsoft said they were taking a break last year. So. They did. The, they did announce that last year. They haven't said anything this year. So yeah, I'm still unlocking achievements. Um, we get on there and cut up, and <laughs> we've built some meta for some certain maps, like on muskets. We just have this certain thing that we do on on Hellbringers. We have a room that we run we run to and try to hold, and then the other team will try to take it, and then we get it back, and it just it's just that back in the fourth, like we do at land parties, the capture the flag and all that kind of stuff. And that's just what a game, man. They finally fixed it. It's still still not 100 percent. There's I had a crash today at lunch because I'll play at lunch on occasion and it's still not perfect, but it's come a long, long way. And Halo Infinite has a lot to live up to off of the off of the legacy of how good this package is of these four games. And they've added one well, six games now. They added ODST and and Reach. So. I'm going to throw that out there. It's probably the best value in gaming that's ever been there. You know, we've had Super Mario All-Stars was up there, and Rare Replay I'll tout as a, as a hell of a collection, but Master Chief Collection, man, as long as they support those, 
those servers. And, and they should because uh, we didn't cover it in news, but in next December, the the Halo 360 games will officially, those servers will go offline. So, mm-hmm. But, um, you know, that was a long life for them, and I'm, I'm hoping Master Chief Collection has a similar one. So that is uh, that's probably my game of the year as, as most played and most enjoyed and was best for me um, to carry through this crazy-ass year as it was. So, Brent, if you want to take us home, sir. My number one game of the year. <laughs> Country Roads does. <laughs> Country, Country Roads. Roads. Fallout 76? Oh, yeah. Oh, that was the game. That was, that was the, a good that rendition. Was song. That was, yeah. Um, no, Maybe but not, not, not Fallout 76. Uh, my game of the year uh, for this year is something that you actually taught me into getting richard and i think you have yet to play it really yes i'm a bad influence <laughs> but it is astro bot rescue mission or is astro's rescue mission yes i have yet to play it that I think game it's Astrobot. that's astrobot astrobot rescue mission right because the yes the ps5 one is astro's rescue playroom astro mm-hmm. yeah yeah this game is one of the best VR games that I've that I've played so far. Uh, being able to to be in uh, this little world with your with your Astrobot and you're just there while he's running around and you know he if he walks close to you or if he gets if he gets super close to you he just jumps on your uh, your headset and gives you a big old hug or, you know, as he's walking around, if he'll look at you and wave at you and stuff and just, just taking him through all these different environments and how every different environment has its own unique little theme and style. And I mean, you're, you know, you might be going, uh, on this beach and then you're underwater or you may be, um, in like this jungle with all these ruins and, and just, and the way it, it, it does everything, uh, because while you are there and you're controlling this little Astro bot, it still puts you in some of the action because there's still certain things where you've got to, uh, headbutt something to, you know, activate or get through this area or, uh, these giant en- enemies that come up and get all in your face and you've got to dodge their attacks and then headbutt back to them. <laughs> and it's, it's just the game hits so many things. And then after playing, uh, Astro's playroom, it's just, it's made me think more and more about, uh, rescue mission and how, how much I want to go back. And that that's probably another game that I really want to go back and, and try and get more of the achievements, uh, collect more of the, or rescue more of the little bots because, you know, there's eight it's a bots world worth diving back. into. Yeah. There's there's eight bots in in every individual level, and I think for the most part I got I got all of them. There was a couple that I'd miss one here, two in this one, one here, and you know, so I I want to go back and I want to you know get all the capsules and rescue all the little bots and experience it again because it's it's definitely worth it. It's such a good game, such a good experience. It's probably one of the best games on PSVR. 
you text me that uh that weekend after you got it and you were like are you because i told you i'll play it too and we'll talk about it on the podcast mm-hmm. you text me you were like uh have you started playing yet and i was like nope <laughs> you're like it's amazing <laughs> i know it i know it got its uh it got its claws in you hell yeah there you go the definitive games we played this year master chief collection final fantasy 7 remake 13 13 sentinels 13 mm-hmm. sentinels aegis rim i think yep. it's called yep mm-hmm. And Astrobot Rescue Mission for PlayStation VR. All highly available. All fairly inexpensive still, I believe. Yeah, 30-ish max. They've been 30 or less, yeah. Yep. So go out and enjoy those games that we really enjoyed in this year of our Lord, 2020. <laughs> the year of the plague. Yes, the year of the plague. year of disaster. Oh. Year, the year that never be named again. Let us all get off to a good start next year in, in gaming and life and careers, everything. Uh, anything else you guys want to mention before we get out of here? I think it'd be good next week to talk about upcoming games for 2021. I think, you know, the first week of 2021, do we want to kind of run down the games that are going to be coming out? Most anticipated for 2021. To? Yeah, there we go. Cyberpunk, yes. Cyberpunk PS5. <laughs> Official Cyberpunk release out of the... <laughs> Out of early access. Early access. Uh, somebody on Twitter said, thanks everybody for beta testing this for me. So <laughs> I think that's what it should have been anyways. Moving along, we're not going to dwell on Cyberpunk. None of us have played it. Yep, I can't talk shit about it. Uh, I think my, my cousin, I can see him on Steam, and I looked at it, I think he's got like 96 hours into it. Hey. So I have to it. talk to him next time I, I speak with him and see what he thinks. Yeah, get an impression, see what they think. It might be their game of the year for 2020. Um. Put in the comments what uh, your game of 2020 was. Give us some feedback. We'll read it. That'd be great. Um, Thank you guys for joining us this week as we wrap up 2020. And we will catch you next week and next year. Bye. Adios. See you.